It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Please. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is the FlowTrack podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. The email address, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. We got Tyler producing today. We thank him very much. Starting a little earlier today, too. So 27 minutes early. If you're watching live, wait, is anybody watching live? Yeah. Okay, cool. We got some 30 people right now. They're dedicated or they're just confused or maybe they were on another stream and they just clicked over. Regardless, stay. Don't we're happy. Leave. Yeah, please don't. Please don't go. We want you here. We're going to recap Oslo, which happened last Thursday. Uh, talk high school championships. You release some rankings, which we'll talk about, and we will preview the New York City Grand Prix, which is setting up to be the last big meet, it looks like, in the United States before the U.S. championships. So there are plenty of storylines to dive into there. Gordon, you want to start first with, with Oslo, going through that? Last big meet, and you know, I guess it is the last big meet. You know, We're getting close to USA's, so and you look at some of those fields, and you, in some of these events where it's wide open, I think an awful lot's going to be decided in terms of who's the favorite based on just who wins the New York City Grand Prix. Yeah. So we're going to first, let's go to Time Machine. Mm-hmm. Let's take us all the way back to what, Thursday was it? Thursday. Yes, yeah, Thursday. Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon, Oslo Diamond League. Great performance all around, obviously. We'll do a quick recap on a few of those. But I think, notably for me, <laughs> seeing Carson Warholm back. Carson Warholm runs a hell of a season opener mm-hmm. for all time. I mean, number four all-time season opener. Ain't too shabby. Clearly, the guy's healthy. Clearly, he is now the heavy favorite. Ryan Benjamin, never having having the worst luck, goes up against Alison Dos Santos' his best year last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah. Now Carson Warholm looks like he's close to his Olympic form. I mean, yeah, this fast, June. this early in June, you'd think that 46-second mark might come back soon. 45-second mark. Or 45, sorry. Yeah. yeah. He has the fastest time outside of a – Olympics or World Championships, he ran faster in Tokyo. Benjamin ran faster in Tokyo, and then Dos Santos ran faster in Eugene. That's it. His record is so deep. If you get into Carson Warm's top five, that's an amazing performance. And he and this is his second fastest time ever. I was completely shocked by it, and I didn't think I'd have the capacity to be shocked by anything he does after running forty-five seconds. But he just came off an injury last year. I know too. And I kind of was like 
thinking like, is this hamstring going to like go like at one of the hurdles? I was like, oh, I was kind of nervous for him. I was like, oh, this seems like it's on Razor's edge. But clearly he's 100% fine. Physically and also mentally because yeah. you could see a world where he's a little hesitant coming back from injury, not willing to test it, a little bit more cautious. No, no, not at all. Warholm just – he only knows one way to race and he throws caution completely in a win, goes for it. We already He's awesome in Oslo. He's awesome running at home. But I didn't think he'd be able to run this fast – this early so i guess you'd have to say world record is is back in play he's the clear favorite with dos santos out and and benjamin i think will get in there and post some good times but this is just as if he never got hurt version of world so post world championships last year he did go and run at euros and he won euros but there was no like oh man this is a guarantee that this guy's going to get back into form i guess all it took was a few more months a little bit more recovery and he was perfectly fine and was able to open outdoors with that fast of a time. I just could not, I just could not believe it watching it. I, you know, I was waiting for him to break stride, waiting for him to slow up or relent at all. And it just never happened that entire race. This also just kind of, man, imagine if he never got hurt. Yes. His run would have been going on still into 2023. And it would have been arguably of all track and field athletes like this is like bolt era type dominance if he could have maintained you know you take out 2022 from his resume all of a sudden this guy looks like the greatest we've ever seen in an individual event because if your season opener is number four all time come on well we'll see what's only 27 he still has probably a good three years of his prime maybe two Maybe more. We'll Maybe see more. what he does next. I think that that'll be someone when it's all, all said and done. And then you're like, man, he had four titles in a row, but it could have been five because of, of that injury. Like, we'll go back and, and yeah. look at that. I just, the recovery to get back to where he was that quickly, even though it's been a year, but to get, he was at such a high high that I didn't think he'd be able to get back to it, even if he stayed healthy. The fact that he had the injury just makes you completely shake your head um and wonder so four hurdles gonna be awesome this year we'll see i mean i would love for for benjamin to kind of match this or, or get close to it and and let's because every single one of these championships that we've had the last three doha uh tokyo and eugene they've been at least two people in the mix now you could look at it afterwards and say, oh, no, that was definitely Warholm's title. That was definitely Dos Santos's title. But, like, Rye Benjamin had a legit shot in Eugene, and he had a legit shot in Tokyo and in Doha going into those races. So I, I hope that we get at least somebody else to emerge there. And, obviously, Benjamin will be the best candidate. All in the game says, CJ Allen with three PBs in three weeks is really good, too. Yeah, he finished second, ways back. But you don't blame anybody for being a ways back from Warholm. Is he a lock, Gordon? for the 400-meter hurdle team with Rye. You see Jay Allen a walk. I'm willing to say yes at this point. I've seen enough. It's not just a one-race situation. Three PBs in a row, he's a he's a 47 guy through and through. Yeah, it's going to be hard to find two other non-Rye Benjamins to beat him. Yeah. Right? I can, 100%. Yeah. I mean, maybe Robinson from Alabama, mm-hmm. but he's had a long college season so yeah you gotta imagine Rosser. there's some other guys out there but Alan obviously has, bassett alan has been so dialed in yeah. all year and one time you could discount it okay man he just caught lighting in a bottle he keeps doing it over and over and over again headline carson warholm still really good perhaps I might as done good the, as ever i might have done the math wrong mm. but now he has won 
28 of the past 30 400-meter hurdles he's run. 28 of the past 30? Yeah. Four-meter hurdles. With his he... two losses being the DNF and, and a Diamond year. League and, then and the seventh place World Champs. at Worlds. So you have to go all the way back to 2018 before finding another loss? Or would yeah, it be you got 20 2018. When was his last his last non-injury or injury-based loss? Uh, September 2018, Ostrava. He runs 48.56 to get third. 48s. Remember when that was a thing in the four-minute hurdles? Yeah. 48s. So 2018. So he's going on. This is his fifth year. Only two losses. And both those losses were injury or injury-related. Yeah. Whew. Who did he lose to in that race? In Ostrava? Probably yeah. Samba, I would guess. Can you guess? At that point. Samba was the guy for a little bit there. Gordon looking up the stats right now. I'm going to put I'm gonna This would be a fun, like, uh... Which Usually one? the losses were to Samba. Well, remember he won in 2017. It was a big shock. It was Samba won. Yeah. Can you guess who got second? Was it McMaster? No. Capello. McMaster got last. Capello got fourth. He's... Maggie. No. So Jamaica. Oh, Hyde? No. Who? Answer White. Hmm. I guess it's on the end of his career because... So, Warholm got third in that race. Warholm got third in that race. Gotcha. All right. All in the game says 93% win rate. I love that stat. That's a good win rate. We, we need a win rate stat. If he was a baseball player, Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to talk Jakob or have you said everything you need to say about Jakob? I said everything I need to say. We'll wait till the next Jakob. I mean, I, I'm guessing the, the big thing out of that was, hey, I think Monaco, that might be the world record attempt mm -hmm. because... I think he was even quoted saying, like, world record attempts seem kind of far away. Mm -hmm. But now that he's run 327, it feels a lot closer. You just – all of a sudden your mind just changes. Even though he hasn't run that – he didn't run a full second faster in his, of his PR, but just getting into a new number changes everything. It's like when a, if the price is $20 versus $19.99, you feel like you're saving a whole dollar. <laughs> well, 327.95, you're right. He's very close to 328 still. <laughs> and he's got to go all the way down to 326 flat. It's still – a ways away. I'm but still, it feels you feel like you're only a second away. I'm still betting on Garouge holding that record at the end of the year. But again, he did this doing a lot of work from 500 out. Yeah. I don't know how much more help someone can give him. You need a really good rabbit who can get you to 1,200. Maybe that extra 200 will be the difference and can get him something. But yeah, just a dominant performance. for To run with that level of confidence, knowing you're putting yourself out there. So let's wrap up our Oslo segment. We talked about well, no, the two. I want to talk about somebody else. Oh, too. Hold on. We'll talk. I got to talk about somebody else. I know you. Well, I'll let you talk about that somebody else. But we talked about the two Norwegians because it was in Oslo. And they ran really fast. And they ran really fast. Yeah. But what's your non-Norway uh, moment that you thought was most interesting that has the biggest domino effect or just more like surprise? Who is your MVP that isn't Norwegian? I thought the women's 100 result was consequential because it was another solid Marie-Jose Tolu performance. 10.75, win legal, beat Strawn, beat Jackson, beat Asher Smith. They were, all ran in the 10.9s. Tolu now, she's gone in the 10.7s twice. You look at her resume, it looks an awful lot like Richardson's resume. Now there's not the 10-5 the wind-aided performance out there that's very eye-catching. And you had mentioned before how Richardson's resume looks like a lot like Aaliyah Hobbs' resume. So now we have three women coming down to this home stretch before USA's and, and then into, into world championships um, all in the same sort of form. Now, 
Toulouse does not have to worry about. National Championships, her eyes are completely set on Budapest. But go back through Marie-Jose Toulouse's performances at World Championships and Olympics. She is insanely consistent. She didn't have a good Eugene 2021, but after that, it's like fourth, third, second, fourth, like everything but a gold medal. So I started thinking this could perhaps be Toulouse's year because she's running well, running consistent, and she has the, the track record of showing up at championship races. So we obviously wait on what is going to happen. You know, are we going to see Fraser Price? Where's Thompson Hurrah at? But I think Tolu and Richardson and Hobbs are all in that in that little group right there. And Tolu is the one who has all that championship experience. Yeah, I can see a world where we're all going to be talking. Maybe Shellan makes it. Uh, makes a return in a couple of weeks or whatever, or Elaine Thompson all makes a return and looks good, runs like a 10-8 or 10-7. And the buildup to the women's 100-meter final is going to be Shikari versus Jamaica. Yeah, but right? it's really going to be... And that's going to be the buildup, and that's why we're gonna, everyone's going to be tuning in to watch the race for that reason. Yeah. And then Tulu wins. Yeah. And everyone's going to be like, oh, like, like, do you brag about getting second? over the Jamaican or does the Jamaican brag about beating Shakari who got third? Because both of the team, both of those fan bases lost to Tulu. Right. So are you going to celebrate your loss versus, well, oh, I beat you. I got second, you got third. But everyone's like, yeah, but Tulu won. And the people who are paying attention now or paying attention all season will know that Tulu is a real threat unless something changes in the next yeah. six weeks. She's not going to budge out of the top three or four. I don't, no, I don't absolutely think. Not. Now, can she still? Can Richardson still beat her? Absolutely. Hobbs yeah. could still beat her. Somebody, Asher Smith could get in good form, or one of those other Jackson could come or back. Or the Jamaicans. But like this is. Let me read you Toulouse championship resume. We'll start in 2016. Hundred fourth, two hundred fourth, 2017, hundred second, two hundred second, 2019, one hundred third, 2021, hundred fourth, two hundred fifth. The only time she got out of the top five, last year, Eugene, she got seventh in the 100. So one bad race. But 2021, 2019, 2017, and 2016, she was second through fifth in all of those. So I, I just think that means something when it comes time to a championship part of the season. And how old is she? She is, according to Wikipedia, born in 1988, 34 years old, 100 PB, 1072 from last year. I just think... We have these races every now and then in championships where it doesn't look anything like the form chart because of an injury or someone scratches or yeah. whatever. And then you have a final that just is like, whoa, this is someone, someone's going to win their first title or something like that. And then you go back and the person who eventually wins, it kind of makes sense based on their history. And that right there, that progression or that level of steadfastness throughout the years screams to me that she could be world champion this year. I like it. My one thing from the meet i was just thrilled by that men's 5k already oh, mentioned alfred either she mentioned alfred the shadow say yeah alfred, alfred yeah well she's well we'll talk about her in, in the ranking segment okay go ahead. i have a rank second in the world sorry i didn't mean uh, to interrupt or maybe i have a rank third in the world i don't know uh the men's 5k kajelcha and kiplimo duking out 12 41 73 Kiplimo loses by 0. .002 or 0. .003 or something like that, but 1241 on that close. <laughs> Kajelka and Kiplimo. Kiplimo didn't even run the 5K at Worlds. Correct. Like, the guy runs 1241, 
And he wasn't even a qualifier in the 5K. What the hell? That shows Uganda and, you know, obviously they have Chepta guy and a few others. Yeah. And they just they change it up and he pro- focused on the 10K. But it got me excited for this 5K. Obviously, we know Jakob Bingabritsen is the top dog. He hasn't run a 5K yet. He has run that two-mile world record. But you throw in Jakob, you throw in these two guys who run 1241, you throw in someone like a Katir mm-hmm. who has incredible uh, – Speed, closing speed. You throw in the world record holder, Chepta guy, who's mm-hmm. he's not winning races, but he's in. still the freaking world record holder. Keep that, throwing people in from like two years ago. The Nets 5K may be the best, like, interesting event to watch this year. So Low key. Okay, so you'd put let's because you also have like the American where like if if it's slow, Kincaid can kick. You have like the fun Luis Grijalva, a guy who gets <laughs> 60th at NCAA cross country and now is running 1250s multiple times and maybe can, uh, win a, his first medal at the world championship stage. I don't know. I think just a lot of – You love a good 5K. I love a good 5K. So I know you're Paul Chalimo's making a comeback. He is He's making a comeback. He's been running some 13-0s a bunch yeah. of times. All right. So let's let's go through this and let's see really where it ranks up. So you'd obviously have it, have it ahead of the 10, right? Yeah. You'd have it ahead of the steeple. Yeah. You'd have it ahead the of... The steeple is like two-man races. Like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Uh, four hurdles, I think it would just depend on what other... Ri- four hurdles, develops. All right, we get it. Carson Warholm's fast. We've seen it. Yeah. Done it. High hurdles, maybe if we get some Holloway versus Broadbell Broad versus Parchment, Devin Allen gets in the mix. That, I'm race just saying, is only 13 seconds I'm long. saying that has the potential. I'm just going through here with, with some of running events that have the potential. One and the two could be interesting, but it also could be Curly and Lyles. Yeah. 400, wide open. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. 800... We're not sure. I, Don't get me started about the eight. 1,500? Obviously. No one's being – no Whiteman's out. No one's beating. Well, he's out for now, but Jakob getting the title back. It just, he's, yeah, but that, it's that, exciting the way he runs. The way Jakob runs, like no one's touching. It's it's going to be like, well, right all right, now, pulls right away now. from 100 meters. Are you talking about the whole season? You're talking about at Worlds what's going to be the best? At possible. Worlds. Yeah, so it could develop into something. There's sure, po- okay. There's potential in all of them because right now we got superstars and world record holders and gold medalists in all the events. But I think you made a pretty persuasive argument for the five, and it hasn't been like that in recent years. And it's funny how things can just come together really quickly and storylines can coalesce, and then now we have an awesome race. You're going to have like eight people – in it with a lap to go, all closing sub fifty-five seconds. You could have eight people who have a legit claim on the gold, and you wouldn't be surprised. Like if Katir wins, you're not surprised. No. If Jakob wins, obviously. Kiplimo, Kjelcha, yeah, one of the Americans. Like, like hey, they showed up and they had a great tactical race. And I just think it's gonna be fun, and it's not gonna be like eight people because it's diluted and like not good. It's a strong. Eight. It's gonna be eight people with with people in there, like the world record holder, like someone like Jakob, someone like. Guys running 1241. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. It's going to well, be awesome. The same thing is happening in the five that happened in the 15, which contributes to this, which is a lot of different countries are represented. Yeah. So it's not just a situation where you're going to have four from one country, three from the other, and maybe one yeah. other person. You have, obviously, Ethiopia and Kenya are going to be strong, but then you have Ingebrigtsen. You have Katir, right? Like, the you have the Ugandan duo. Yeah. You have Guatemala. Yeah, Guatemala. You have U.S. You have – I'm sure I'm missing somebody in there. You have just a lot of countries that are represented, which just yeah. makes the final stronger. It makes a final almost – it looks like a diamond league in terms of quality. It's not a bunch of people who got in because Kenya could only send three and Ethiopia can only send four. Exactly. I was just saying, look, like, let's look at the – Current world top 20, and then we'll wrap up this. Sorry, I'm loading. 
Oh, Tell us the Paja is slow on me today. I got the I got the account back. I got the account. Oh, Tios the Pie account? Yeah, yeah. Tios the Pie. Love uh, Tios the Pie. Yeah, you have already 14 men have broken 13. Mm-hmm. And that's from... Oh, you also have Canada, Mohamed. Yeah. He went yeah. 12 no, I, I knew I missed somebody. So, like, and from of those sub-13, how many different countries? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven different countries. Mm-hmm. So two per. Yeah. It's just, and, then a, and then a bunch of Kenyans who have run 13 Yeah. Well, and if you're talking about not just champs, but the whole season, what's going to make an interesting event, the 5K doesn't get run that much, but the two that we've had have been lights out. Yeah. <laughs> They've been, or the couple that we've had have been, have been really exciting. And then U.S. Trials is going to be good because you're already talking about Kincaid. You're talking about Nur. You're talking about Klecker. You're talking about Chalimo. Am I missing somebody? Tier. Tier. Exactly. Who might be going for a double? So at the U.S. level, it's interesting too. It's kind of all the way up. Yeah. Similar to how the women's two was good last year, from NCAA's all yeah. the way to Worlds. All right, that's Oslo. It's happened. It's in the past. Let's talk about the future. Yeah. Or let's talk about the past again one more time. The past, and then the past. Wait, what's the order? Let's talk about high school. Oh, yeah. So there's a million high school championships. Let's talk about that for a second. Can you name how many high school championships there are? There if all... you run the 800 meters, how many times can you win a national title? Depends what you determine to be a high school national championship. But Brooks has one, Adidas has one, Nike has one, and New Balance has one. And Running Lane has one. And Running Lane. Okay. Uh, five. So there's five national championships. <laughs> Much different from our day and age. Also, there's... There's middle school sections. Yes. There's pro sections in some of these high school national championships. But Asama Senga Everyone is a national champion. Yeah. There's so many. Uh, Asama Senga caught my eye with his with his performance. He ran at the New Balance meet, which was at Franklin Field. And he got, got a win legal time. He's had a bunch of windy times this year. And he's had a bunch of uh, big wins over pros. But he ran in the prelims first at 10-19, which was windy. But then he comes back. Uh, 10.02. Yep, 10.02 legal. In the final. And then I look ahead to your rankings, which I know we'll talk about more. And then, because I'm wondering, hey, where does this guy match up? How does he measure up? Where was Osama Singh at? You have him fifth. You have Osama Singh ranked fifth currently in the world. I would not have him that high, but I would, the last time I did these, I think I had him in the top where was he before? We had item eighth or ninth, maybe. Yeah, in there. So he's still in the top ten. He's definitely in the top ten. Don't let the fact that he's a high schooler fool you. And I think a legal ten zero for some people, it's weighs way more heavily than a two point nine wind with like a nine point eight three, just because of the way we talk about track and field. So, Samasinga. I mean, he beat Noah Lyles. Right, and he's just. He's been clicking off fast time after fast time. Yeah. So the head-to-head. Matt, he has three sub-10s. Yeah. 983, 989. Sure, the 4.1 win, 2.6 win, 3.2 win. But 2.6 win is not that much away what from. What if he's beating Noah Lyles or beating pros in these races? 983, 2.6 win is equivalent to like a 990 low. Right, but I'm just saying people sometimes they need to see the 10-0 yeah. legal. And he ran 1997 legal. So you're going to sub-20 yeah. legal. Yeah. Um, so going to represent Suriname, as far as I know. So 
that would mean we're going to see more worlds for sure. Yeah. Also, he was born December 29th, day before my birthday. Yeah. Uh, any Asinga thoughts? I think the guy is – I want to see him in a, another like pro race. I mean, we've already seen enough of it, but I want to see a, a win legal pro race. We might might not get to see it until uh, um, world like prelims, like the first and second round of the prelims. But I don't think we are being too uh, overconfident in ranking him in the top 10. I think he's going to make a final. I think there's a good shot he makes a final. Now, the age factor could be the reason he doesn't make the final. First time, the nerves, you're kind of a little too overwhelmed by the moment where his his body can do it but maybe his brain's not ready to do it Mm -hmm. and he needs a year of calibrating that so that 2024 he'll be more prepared you know you see a lot of young kids who have the talent to advance through rounds but then come short and then the next year they end up advancing through the rounds quite easily because their talent matches up with their mental capacity when going through because we thought we put a lot of pressure on I mean, it's one thing to like perform at a high school national championship, but perform at like a world championship level or yes. a U.S. championship level for the first time, and you're 18. That's it's intense. It's, it's a lot not, of pressure. It's not gonna be easy. And looking at your rankings here, which are strange, I don't, uh, I don't agree. We'll with, talk about it. I don't agree with a lot of them, but there's a lot of people in this top 15. He could definitely beat. Yeah, and the, you have Lyles in front of him, ironically, because that's the one guy he beat. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard, but. He can get to the semis for sure. And yeah. then at that point, he's going to be running with nothing to lose. No one expected him at the beginning of the season to make a final. We'll see. Yeah. Any other good high school stuff? Uh, there are, there's – what did I say his name? Simeon Birnbaum? Simeon Birnbaum, which is a tongue twister of a name. He had a wild triple over the weekend. He did. He went to – so the. He went to two, two of the national championships. Two of the national championships, but won the same race or, they, or ran in a similar race twice at one of the national championships. Sort of. Not really. Well, though. it's a 1,500 and a mile. But one was against pros, one was against high schools. But it's at schools. the same track meet because sure. this makes a lot of sense for people to follow. But Schoenbaum <laughs> ran three races in five days, two of them wins, two of them all time performances. Starting at Brooks PR, he runs 834 for the two mile. Yeah. Uh, number two all time. It's also kind of wild looking at that, like 834 for two mile. Remember, we saw a 756 for two mile, which shows we did, yes. how <laughs> crazy fast uh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen yeah. is. Yeah. But runs number two all time in the two mile, 834. Then he runs a 1500 in 337 yeah. against some pros. Gets like third or fourth in yeah, the race. Yeah, third, right. A hundredth behind Connor Mance. And then he goes into the mile where he runs a 402. So it's not sub four, but he does beat... Young. Leo Young. Leo Young it was in the a, race. It was a sitting kick. It was tactical. Closes in 55 seconds. Yeah. Uh, hell of a three races in five days performance. Some pointing, too, as he crossed the line. Yeah. Leo Young. What of those three, the 834, the 337, and the 402, 55 second kick against Leo Young, which one? Rank, power rank his three performances. I'd probably go in order. I'd probably go the 834. Was number one. Then go 337, and then go the 402. He's putting together an impressive body of work, and that's pretty cool to be able to do that with that level of consistency. Um, so our colleague, Corey Mull, over at Milesplit, they did a great job covering all the high school meets. So go over to milesplit.com to get all the recaps and uh, breakdowns from all the different races. But Corey Mull put out a question. He said, the only question left answer on Twitter, the only question left answering, 
Who's athlete of the year? A Singa or Burnbaum? Burnbaum's great, as I mentioned, <laughs> but one of these guys beat Noah Lyles. <laughs> yeah. One of these guys beat Noah Lyles. One of these guys legitimately is top 10 in the world. Yes. And that's not hyperbolic that he's top 10 in the world. You have him even higher. I don't have him that high. But yeah, it's a single. Yeah, Burnbaum is not even top 50 in the world. Again, great. Whoa, and he's, he's leading the poll. Though. I know. Which that's makes, all that matters. But only 41 people voted. Okay. That, we need to get the, people need to go. Go everyone go to Corey Mall's Twitter account and we need to boost the numbers up for a singa because he should not be losing this poll. A singa is ten times Well hold on. Let's not take anything away from Burma. No, okay. amazing Burma, performance. Great. great, great, great. But like a singa is top ten in the world. This would be like last year saying Arian Knighton versus Colin Salmon. Yeah. Or something like that. Where it's just like, all right, they awesome, they both had awesome High school careers, but if you're comparing them against the the world or beyond the high school level, or looking at at their marks, it's uh, it's a it's a clear cut case. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the uh, in the chat. I'm gonna put the Twitter. You're really trying to boost. Let's put it in the chat so people go over to Corey's Twitter and let's uh, hammer a singer because he should not be losing that poll because the singer clearly yeah. again no disrespect. Burnbaum all time great when it comes to oh, high yeah, school distance yeah, running. Yeah. Gonna have a great but high when school, you, the thing is when you college have, career and everything. When but. you have two all-time grades, the net you got to go to the next level and then look at okay, how do they compare, compare to relative the, world? To pros. Yeah, exactly. Or, or collegians too. Yeah, you could say a singa could have won NCAA's. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I do think he could. I have him ranked over Courtney Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gordon doesn't need any help hyping, hyping up. Uh, but there's only been forty votes. There are like how many people are watching the stream right now? Uh, 134. There are 134 current. people watching the stream. If we get 134 votes for a singa, we can Just slam it. We need to do some uh, ballot harvesting here and <laughs> get those numbers up for a singa. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, what's next? Uh, so that was high school. That was the past. Or was uh, that the present? That's the past. The future. Now we go to the future. Mm. We got to nail nail these future predictions. NYC Grand Prix, looking to be a pretty fun meet. Yeah, and a very important meet, too, important. with USA's right around the corner. Jamaican championships right around the corner, too, for the Jamaican athletes. Yeah, it's going to be important. Okay, so how are we going to preview this meet? So there's about five events I want to talk about. Let's start first with the men's 200, Gordon, which was going to be Curly versus Lyles. We thought that's what we're going to get. Curly is not running it. More on him in the next segment. But we are going to get Norman in there, and this is Norman who – Focused on the 100 early on the season. Didn't run well, but had an injury. Has the bye in the quarter. I don't know what's going to happen next with him. So I'm curious to see what he does in this race. Terrence Laird, who ran really well at the LA Grand Prix, didn't say he was all the way back yet, but getting close. He's a guy who has potential to work his way in the mix for USA's. So Lyles, you watch his top number because he already has run really fast. But then you're also looking at Norman and Laird as well. Yeah, I think this race is going to be underwhelming and not overwhelming. It's going to be underwhelming. I well, think it, hold on. It the race is going to be it's going to produce a result which we then can use to talk about. It doesn't matter if it's if Yeah, it, the result can be underwhelming. They can, but that's that's still interesting. Underwhelming is interesting. It, if Lyles goes out there and runs 20.2 that's in. That's noteworthy. We should talk about the, it. Uh, no, 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 wait, wait. If he runs twenty point two and wins, you're not going to want to talk about it. 
You're going to be like, oh, Lyles ran yeah, 20.2 Yeah, well, because that one. means the guy, unless it was a cyclone out there, that means the guys behind him ran really slow. And but also, no, no, Lyles ran really slow. Yeah, it, underwhelming or it doesn't matter. You're just talking about times. I don't care about times at this point. Since when have you been get pro we, we love underwhelming races? It's not underwhelming or over. It's just like watching a, a, a team sport. It's like the game can be bad, but you're still... It can be sloppily played, but you're still there's still a winner and a loser, and you're still taking stuff away from it. Like this is an important race two weeks before USA's. What if Norman does run well? It's, does he does he reconsider? Does he do the two instead of the one? Does he do the one and the two? Does he go away from that completely and go to the four? Forget the times. You're just being too time obsessed. No, I'm not. I'm not being Get time away from the time. Stop. Who cares no, about no, the times? No, 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 no. Yeah. You're putting words in my mouth. I never. I never I'm not a time guy. Total time. I'm a guy results over here. guy. What I'm saying is this actually has no – I don't see where you see this race is going to have any type of future impact on USA's. There's no Arian Hutton in it. There's no Fred Curley. There's no Kenny B. It's just no I just named – but there's three. Okay, if, if you're naming three people, I can name the other three in that equation. And no, it's but, Norman, it's Lyles, and it's Laird. Laird is not a factor right now. Uh, you didn't watch what LA years? Grand Prix. It's not 2019, Did bro. you watch LA Grand Prix? I did. Looked pretty – out in lane eight. 20-0, got the win. 20-0. See, there you go again with your times. You're criticizing the times. No, but what I'm saying is I don't – when I think of the men's 200, I think about the chess match between Curly, Lyles, Knighton, and Kenny B. When only one of those four guys is here, I'm not really that's excited a, to see Michael Norman and Terrence Laird race Noah Lyles the way you are. That's such Michael an unsophisticated Norman, way to watch sports. What? I expected more from you. <laughs> Have, have, some unsophisticated. have some respect for your craft, man. I just Come think on. that you're, you're, very, you're like so surface level, man. I'm not surface level. Yeah, There's other events I would rather watch than this one. And I no think it's fair. No one asked you to rank the events. You did. You talked about it first. I said you it was one that, of the five. Yeah. I said it was one, one of the five. Of the, you, yeah. Why'd you choose to talk about it first? Because it's the first one listed. And yeah. I why'd you miss it I want to make it easy on Tyler. You clearly didn't go by... Alphabetical right. order because it goes two four eight one one. That's you right. ruined the segment. We'll move on. I didn't ruin All the segment. All the game says Gordon is insane. I agree, and he has it's no. It's not. Gordon this has race no is going to happen, and you're going to be like, I bet you you're not even going to want to. You're not even going to tweet about it or recap. You're it. wrong you're about gonna... so much so often that you're going to forget how wrong you are when it comes time to discussing this on Monday, and it's fine. You should. Not... I just think these other events are more interesting and one, have more of one, a. Let me let me just break it down for you simply. One, Terrence Laird. Can run well enough here to where he really enters the equation. Two, whatever Norman does is going to impact what event he does, which then has a trickle-down effect uh, in the four and maybe even in other events as well. Three, Lyles, I mean, the guy can put on a huge performance at any time, so I don't know why you're automatically discounting him running slowly. So tell me what's going to happen? Sure. Noah Lyles is going to run like 19.8 high. Terrence Laird and Michael Norman will run 19.9 high or 20.0 low. And we're going to be like, okay, cool. Nothing's really changing. We still know Lyles is the best in the world. If Laird's only a tenth, see, this is what I'm talking about, unsophisticated analysis. If Laird's no, only a tenth behind Lyles. That's not that's not how it works. Lyles is not going to go there to run 19-3. Lyles is running Lyles hard. Is not, he's not going to run hard. What did he just do? He opened with a 19-6, man. Have you been watching the season? Hold he's on. been going oh, hard. Oh, no, hold I'm, on. You keep telling me to hold on. How much longer can I hold? It's like calling a freaking Did he say everyone company. that loses to – if Noah Lyles beats you by less than a tenth, you're all of a sudden less than a tenth close you're, to Noah Lyles? If no, he's going not. hard – He's not going to go hard. He's, you're making he's that up. You don't know. Why would he not go hard? Why would he go all the way he's to going the for jog? The win. He went to Jamaica, ran 19-6-7, man, in, in the beginning of June. You okay, think he's going to go to New York? You've had 2016 and Tom Jones Memorial. Okay, please. 
don't compare this to Tom Jones Memorial, man. You're you're so wrong. The Tom Jones Memorial has been around longer than the NYC Grand Prix. You know what? <laughs> That's the one thing you got right. <laughs> All right, next event. No loss. You no you 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 pick an event. You want to crap on my picks? You I'm pick not crapping on your picks. You just did. You just literally did. You just made it seem like this is going to have such be, impact on the world or U.S. stage when Noah Lyles is going to be the best no matter what happens in this race. And the three main challengers of Noah Lyles at the U.S. level and the world level are not in this race. So I don't know how it's like if one of Curly, Knighton, or Ben Derrick were in this, then yes, I'll be like, ooh, must watch. But they're not. What are you doing? You, My shoes are falling your, off. Your, your, your takes are so bad. I lose, we lose the Tracksmith sponsorship. Your flip-flops are all, it's, over the place. It's all over the place. This is show just out of control. Okay, next event. Hold Go. on. Okay, I'm not going to read all this because they're all just agreeing with me, and it'll, it'll sound self-indulgent. But just chat. Know that I hear you, and I respect you, and I'm trying my best. Um, two, uh, women's you, four. Chat. Women's four. Women's 400 meters. Uh, Sydney mclaughlin Lavroni. Gabby Thomas is in there as well. So the question I put out, I saw this result and I asked on social media time predictions and they were all over the place. Some people saying world record. I said, I don't know if you know quite how fast the world record is, but <laughs> a lot of people were saying PB, which I think you'd assume she's going to get a PB. I'm really interested in how she approaches the race. Does she do the same strategy that she did in Paris where she went out that hard? Is it something she's working on long term? I would guess they dial that back a little bit, but I would expect weather permitting, you know, a, a win here from her. Thomas still has run well in the quarter historically, so this is actually a good and a recently good, a good test. Yeah, and you got uh, Lena Irby Jackson in there, Kendall Ellis. So I would guess forty nine low for Sydney, but. I don't know. I guess it would just depend on the strategy that she chooses to employ. I think we see a world lead from Sydney. I think she runs in the 48s. Okay. I think this is a race where we actually see someone going hard. And I think Sydney goes hard here. I think Gabby Thomas has a, a fun, like, 49 mid type performance. And then we're, like, thinking, hey, should Gabby, like, abandon the two and focus on the four? Like, maybe <laughs> have, like, that type of conversation. Gabby should not do that. Gabby should focus on the two because I think she's had a – Low-key, like, she's going to – I think she's going to meddle in the two, which is the way she's running. So Gabby? Yeah. Okay. I think, I think she's looking good. So you're now. not going to move her to the four? No. Okay. <laughs> but I ranked her in the four right now because she's run 49 seconds. Not that many women are running 49 I seconds. I agree. I agree. So uh, – but I think Gabby's going to push Sydney. I think Sydney's going to run the race better. And by better, I mean, like, not go out in, more, like, 45-second pace. <laughs> more restrained. Restrained, sure. more consistent, and she's like, all right. First one out of the system. I'm ready to run normal. And I think she. I think a normal Sydney can still run 48 high in a second race of a season. I think she eventually will be able to run 47 seconds. But uh, in June, I think she runs 48. So right high. now, you think she's going to run 48 high? 48 high in this race. Yes. And what do you have Thomas at? 49 mid. 49 mid. I mean, that would be a quite the response from Sydney. It would after Paris, but. It all depends on what you think of that Paris race. A lot of people are like, oh, okay. Like, the, the strategy, like how much time do you think the strategy, the strategy cost her? And I think a lot, obviously, because when you go out in 45-second pace, that last 200 starts to feel real tough. Um, and you also have Polino running you down as well, too. So 
yeah, this will be this will be interesting. I guess. I mean, we're not going to see for a foreign hurdle race from her before USA's. So this could be 400 all the way, all the way through, which is something I thought would be a possibility. And then maybe setting up for the double in 2024. 20, but we won't get that far ahead of ourselves. We'll yeah, just, we'll just figure out Saturday what we're going to see. So you're expecting something big. I think world lead. Yeah, I I think 40. I'll still say 49 mid to 49 low. I don't I don't think we'll see sub 49. However, feels weird to go against Sydney after we were in the anything is possible era just like a couple months ago. So I don't want to abandon that all the way. All right, checking on the chat. Demo Blake, yo, is Gordon okay? Well, I'm uh, doing great. Someone says Lyles ran 1961 at the same New York meet last year. But according to Gordon, he's not going to run that fast this year. No, I don't think he's going to run that fast. So uh, AMM says tension in the courtroom. I love it. Um, Lyles breaks 20 in this race. Don't know what this analysis is. The field isn't weak. Yeah, I don't know what the analysis was. Too. I do know what it was. Surface level, unsophisticated analysis from Gordon. The field is weak. Michael Norman, who's coming off an injury. Terrence Laird, who's sure looking good, but he's not like 19-7 Laird right Laird, now. Laird's going to surprise you. I'll, just, I'll, I'll leave it there. I mean, Laird's going to surprise you. I'll give you this. If Laird goes out there and runs well, then I'll be like, ooh, maybe we need to add him to the USA mix. And that will be an interesting thing. That will be an overwhelming result. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I had a question about your 100 rankings. We'll, we'll, we'll talk get about to that later. Yeah, we'll get to yeah, that. I don't, Let's, know, I don't know why Charleston isn't in there either. There's, I have like, I had a list. I left it at home of all the things Gordon got wrong. Hold on. So I just shaved it in my head. That's okay. Charleston ran fast after June 17th, for the record. No, he was winning before then. No, but, okay. but the, his most recent time was after <laughs> June 17th. So he'd be in there now? That's, yes, that's he what would. you're going with? Wow. All right. Now, you're going to love to talk about this. Because it's the men's 800, and you like the men's 800 this year. Favorite event. Well, and you were really Love high. Love-hate relationship. You were Toxic really high, relationship. You were high on Will Sumner after what he did it in Very some yes. So, go ahead. We got Hopple, Kessler, Brandon Miller, Clayton Murphy, Ryan Sanchez, Will Sumner, Abe Alvarado, Isaiah Harris, and Eric Sawinski. Sawinski's probably pacing, even though... I love that guy. He's still going strong. And other than Sanchez, everybody represents the U.S., so this is very U.S. preview. Like Yes, which is what I like about it. And I'm kind of excited. For, I'm actually very excited about this race because it's going to give me a little bit of where does Will Sumner rank among the Hopples, Millers, Murphys? And I think Will's going to win this race. Well, that would be in line with what you said after NCAAs when you're in the 144. I think this sets up well for Will because it's a one-off race. I think Will's kryptonite might be having to do three rounds in a short amount of time, which we see a lot of young stars not be able to handle first time around. Yeah. Clay Murphy is a very hot and cold machine. He can run well, and then he, he ran like machine. got like dead last in a, his most recent like European meet, but he also ran a 144 to the like the week prior to that. Um, a race that Peter Bull made his uh, season debut. Peter Bull back in the action. But mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to be Will Sumner for the win. And I think all the pros are going to be like, that's cool. You can have this. But like, can you do this with two 800s underneath your legs? And it's going to be a little bit about gamemanship of like, does this actually represent a, a, a U.S. final or is it different because, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, it kind of it, 
Should if should we look at these results and should we say, all right, this is the pecking order of the U.S. or should we throw it out because we know the pecking order of the U.S. needs to have two eight hundreds underneath your your legs. And it feels like rounds matter more in the eight hundred than, than it does in a lot of other events yeah. because the longer stuff, it's essentially a jog. Yeah, and then they have a lot of time off. The shorter stuff, your body goes. You're able to recover. The it's kind of unfair what we do to eight hundred meter runners in this world. Putting them through three rounds. And 15 is tough as well, too. In a way. But (laughs) I'm just trying to think back to recent examples of collegians on the men's side in the U.S. who ended the season on a tear. Like, how did it go? Obviously, Brazier, 2016, we know that example. Like, ran 143, but then didn't make it out of the first round of the trials. Hopple was very successful, but he was much older. Yeah. And he just kept winning and winning and winning and then all the way went to fourth. Was Mur- Murphy was successful too, right? Yeah. He got in because of the – he was like fourth. He got in because of the Simmons But leaving. even running fourth – But getting fourth is a huge a success. Final. Yeah. So there has been – that's true. There have been people who succeed and some people who don't. Well, and it's, So maybe it actually means nothing. Well, I'm just <laughs> I'm just taking into account with the rounds situation. Yeah. And Hopple was, was very experienced, whereas Brazier was his freshman year true. at A&M. But then you look at a thing, Mo, her freshman year. Now, I kind of want to put her in a different category yeah, just she's, because she's just so good that I don't think the tactics really mattered at all. But Sumner right now has the hot hand, and you don't really want him around with 100 meters to go. He's going to be able to close super-duper quick, and just he's teaming with confidence. And I do think these 800-meter runners who are running overseas and the races are good and then they're bad, I think some of that is – Travel related, fatigue related. It's just going to be a different situation when we have this race in the United States, and even more so when we have a U.S. Championships where everybody is all competing on a level playing field in terms of rest and recovery. But I think, yeah, there's going to be a lot of weight on this. If he goes and runs, if he PRs and then and then wins with like a big kick, everybody's going to have him. As yeah, a favorite. but I don't think it's going to be fast. I think it's going to be tactical because I think a lot of these guys. They recognize there's a little bit of gamemanship here. We don't, they don't show all their cards. So I don't think we're going to see a 143 here. I think it's going to be a fast 145. And the people are going to either – there's going to be a lot of people who – it's going to be a weird situation. There's going to be a lot of people who turn it off. When they know they're not going to win, I think there's going to be a couple joggers in the final 25 meters because they'd be like, hey, I'm not fighting for a six That's place. That's a very sophisticated analysis. In okay. this thing. Uh, I also think – I'm hoping that the – I'm hoping Hobbs Kessler and Bryce Hopple are like near each other and like racing for the win because I want to see if the announcer accidentally says Bryce Kessler or Hobbs Hopple. Oh, because you want to hear the word Hobbs Hopple? I want to hear Hobbs Hopple. <laughs> Hobbs Hopple down the Hobbs, home stretch. Hobbs Hopple, that's a good one. He's like, no, that's Bryce Kessler. Yeah. All right. I just want to see if that happens. Men's 100, you got Christian Coleman. Norman is running this and the two. Uh, also, Kenny Benarek in there. Akeem Blake. So this one. My boy, Blake. This one, again, time doesn't matter. This is going to help sort out some things. My prior is still that the 100 is completely up for grabs after Fred Curley. I think Blake, obviously, is a top 10 guy. Coleman is a top 10 guy. Zarnell Hughes is in here. He could be a top 10 guy. Norman, if he's healthy now, I'm curious. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But there's a lot of people here who could shuffle around. I think, though, this is going to be – this could be Blake coming back and getting a win like he did in uh, in Bermuda. I love Blake. He's not going to win. Coleman's going to run the world lead. 
the world league. He's going to he's going to run nine seven. Win legal. So in the same meet where the conditions are going to be <laughs> such that Noah Lyles runs nineteen nine. Yeah. They're going to be the conditions will be good enough so that Coleman runs nine. Seven. I mean, I, I talked I talked about in the podcast last week. Christian Coleman is the biggest threat to Fred Curley, and I think that's going to become even more obvious when he comes here and he's going to win handedly. He's going to run nine seven. It's going to be a world lead, and everyone's going to be like, "Uh oh, is Christian Coleman back? Is twenty nineteen Coleman here?" I really want to bring back the over unders, the, the bets and stuff, because I feel like this is when I could really be making up some ground on you. No, I'm not, you're gonna look back on this pot. We're gonna play this podcast back next week, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, Gordon, you went five for five on all your." I got analysis. Blake over Coleman. I'll take Blake. Oh, I'll take that bet. Ten up. Not, Let's put actual money on that one. No, we're not betting anything. But yeah, I'll I got put, I got Blake. No, I mean I love Blake. I think Blake is having. You a just great... abandoned your guy. I'm not abandoning guy. my guy. I'm just knowing I that Coleman. Where... I mean, I got a lot of shit for saying Coleman was an elite. I said that like last year or two years ago. Yeah, it was a really bad take. No, it was a good take because he ended up got six. Ba- you just bounced he got off. Si- he got six, so he wasn't elite. Six in the world is yeah. elite? Elite is top three. <laughs> Come on. Stop. Even Coleman will admit, man, I wasn't my best. Coleman be like, yeah, 2022 wasn't my year. But 2023 is his year. Coleman is elite. Coleman is the biggest threat to Fred Curley. And Coleman's going to win this you, in 9 7. I admire you can just like bounce back and forth between going like way overestimating well, someone year. and way overestimating. No, it's a new year. You can't just settle in the middle no, at all. No, Coleman's new year. He. 2022 is his first year back, off year. 2023 is this year that he's back in 2019 shape. Yeah. He's going to – In this race, straight up, I'll take Kate Blake. All right, I'm taking Coleman. All right, last one was women's 100. Let's jump over to the women's 100, which is earlier on in the meets. Where do we have it? Here. Oh, wait, no, it's just before the men's 100. Um, Hobbs. I want to see Aaliyah Hobbs in this race. Gabby Thomas, she's doing the 1-4. In this meet, I love it. So we have uh, Gabby Thomas, Brianna Williams, Kiara Parker, Jefferson, uh, Briscoe, Barnes, and Kinnison. But I think, can we see another solid, consistent win from Aaliyah Hobbs? She's the favorite here. But this is still a decent field with uh, some women who are going to be in that U.S. final. Can Can anybody beat her? And if it is fast conditions, can she put up a time that puts her right next to where Tolu and Richardson are? Yeah, right now on the U.S. side, it's just Shakari and Hobbs. Like, there hasn't been – Melissa Jefferson, who had a great year last year, she hasn't been running to what she was last year. And some of these other, like Briscoes, the Kinnisons, they have maybe a couple sub-11 type performances. But Hobbs is going to win. You really kind of want to see another U.S. woman show up and run a – low 10-9 to kind of give us a little bit. Like, all right, we know you got Hobbs and Richardson up front, but there's another – a third? There's a really good solid third here. Yeah. And uh, we just haven't seen that yet. And so maybe this might be that race where Hobbs wins. But, you know, maybe Melissa Jefferson's like, hey, I ran 10-89. There's a lot of – Or Kinnison runs 10-88. There's 10, a lot of instances where someone was way off in April and May and they have one good race in June and that's all it takes. Yeah. And – the switch gets flipped, and then they make the team. And then we're like, man, we shouldn't have discounted them. You forget how quickly things can change. All right. Speaking of the one and the four. And speaking of how things can change. The one and the four. So Gabby Thomas run the one and the four. I want to talk about Fred Curley. So on Friday, he posted on Twitter a clip of him running a 300-meter time trial. And he captioned it with, he had some emojis at the end, but it says second half of the season is here. What double am I going for? 
So obviously, he talks a lot on social media about you know world records and I'm gonna run this, I'm gonna run that. And people joke with him, hey, you should be do the 800, you should do the steeple and this and that. But I think there's a realistic chance we see him in the one and the four. Also, if people are watching this clip, shout out to the soccer scrimmage that's going on, completely unaware that the fastest man in the world is running around them, and they're just they're just getting in some seven on seven, which is which is amazing. Um, would that would that be like if there's like a, a track practice going on and like Messi is just like playing in the middle, yeah, <laughs> just juggling the ball, just juggling the ball, and yeah. they're just like focus on their four hundred repeats. Yeah, yeah, like guys, we gotta lock in. I don't care if. Uh, Killing Mbappe is out there taking <laughs> practicing PKs. Like, let's focus <laughs> on our handoffs. So then a couple days after that, he posts on Sunday, and he posts uh, a clip of himself running a 400 at Texas A&M. So obviously, he's at least wanting us to think that the one in the four is a possibility or where he's going. And I outlined a couple reasons in an article why. Number one, the, the schedule works. Essentially, you know, I'm a schedule guy. You're a big schedule guy. 100, 400 in Budapest. He'd have to run the 400 first round. They didn't make it easy. They didn't make it simple, but because they could have separated these things by several days, but they didn't. So basically you have the 100 first round. The next morning you have the 400 first round. And then that night you have the 100 meter semis, 100 meter final. So you have six hours after a 400 meter first round to run his 100 semi and 100 final. Then he has a day off and it's 400 semi, then another day off and then a 400 final. Okay, so not the easiest thing, but he could run a – what would he need to run? 46 seconds? Yeah, I'm going to see that. what first round got you. While you do that, yeah. I'll keep going. Point being, it's not completely over the top. It's not as if there was a – they were on the same day or something like that, which is usually the case. I mean, usually they keep the 100 – the 100 at the beginning of the meet, so you can't really have too many conflicts. Second thing. Like, where does he have a better chance at gold? Because I think this is a conversation about gold. This isn't a conversation about meddling. This is a conversation about gold. And you look on the 200 right now, and Lyles doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Knighton doesn't look like he's going anywhere. And then there's obviously Bednarik. We talked about Terrence Laird from the U.S. And then internationally, Tobogo's good. Onwazurike has been running well. Like, Fonblet. There's a lot of There's a lot of solid 200-meter runners. Versus the quarter, where it is wide open. It is wide open. You have Norman, who won it last year, who may not even run it. Gardner's been running this year after being hurt last year, but nobody other than Simon Conga has run under 44, and Simon Conga just lost to Wade Van Niekerk in Oslo. So it is pretty open. Not a freebie by any stretch of the imagination. You still have to get out there and you still have to run. But Fred, his, you look at his former PB and what he's run, and if you think, hey, if this guy could, if he could run 43-8, could he win a title? Versus the 200, he'd have to PR by a massive amount. Now he's run the 200 more frequently, but he's just had historically more success in the four. And we tend to think, oh, cause the 200 is closer, is really close to the hundred. Anybody good in the one is good in the two. That's just not always the case. Update with the schedule. Yeah, so the basically to get like third place, th th cause top three never heat yeah. go to the next round. So the third place finishers last year in their first round, they ran 46 one. So basically you got to run 45 mid mm -hmm. to 45 mid high and you're you're getting on a big qualifier, like big Q. Yeah. So that's not too I mean, basically yeah. sub 46 and you're in. 
Right. Okay, so the question is, can he do that and then six hours later go out and win a 100-meter world title? Because I don't think he wants to sacrifice yeah. 100-meter world title. Again, they didn't That's make this. That's 46 seconds take enough out of your legs. Can you recover? In six hours, I, I think so. I think it would be fine. And it just depends, you know, how much risk do you want to put out there. You also can't separate the fact that right now, at least, I think he's a pretty sizable favorite in the one. Right now, he's a pretty sizable favorite in the one, meaning he has not a lot of margin for error. Until he watched the New York Grand Prix yeah. when you see Christian Coleman run 9-7. Fair enough. He doesn't have a massive margin of error, but he has at least a little bit of margin for error in the 100. Maybe things will change. But then we get to the, my other reason, which is if he runs the quarter at USA's, because he doesn't need to run the 100, so he can just run the quarter at USA's, he can make the team. I think, based on who runs for the U.S., because Norman's not going to run yep. as well either. It hasn't been a crazy – like, Rye Benjamin is one of the fastest – Guys, and he's not going to run. And he's, he's not going to run it. So, Curly, I think, could make the team. Then he's in contention for a 4x4 four four spot. He technically is already in contention for a 4x4 four four spot, but we know that they're going to put people on the team who actually ran the open or ran the four-meter hurdles. That's just the way it works. So then you could talk about an additional medal there too. And then he's looking at four gold medals – yeah, or maybe three and a silver would have. Or even five, he does the mix relay. Yeah, with four by one, the four by four, um, the four by one, the four by four, the open one, and the open quarter. Um, it's very Alison Felix esque. It's never been done before, except one time, the very first Olympics, eighteen ninety six. That's the first, the only time oh. a man or a woman has done the one four Did double. Did Allison ever attempt the one four double? Not in the same. No, no, not in the no, same no, meet. No. No, uh, that was it. Was Thomas Burke in 1896 in Athens? How so, fast did he run? It's probably like uh, 49 so seconds. It, it was like 11 two and something, 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 something or other. And they said like he won the hundred because like people, a bunch of people scratched. They were like throwing shade <laughs> on this guy who made history. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. It yeah. is going to be hard. It is not easy. But I think it's a more if you want to go get two golds. It makes more sense, two golds individually. It makes more sense in the one and the four than in the one and the two. Now, I know people, yeah, Stephen Gardner is going to be there. There's there's other guys who are going to be Stephen Gardner is not Noah Lyles. Right. Lyles right now is a bigger favorite than any of the four guys. Well, not even any of the four. Like, look at the entire track program. Yeah. Lyles is one of the biggest favorites, men or women, right now. Could he lose? Yeah. It was a couple years ago he lost in Tokyo. But there's also Aaron. There's a lot of depth right now. Just can he be? There's Kenny B. Exactly. There's a lot of depth right now, even if you go behind, uh, you know, past Noah Lyles. And then the reality might be he might just be a like fit the one and the four. Yeah. And like that's okay. And that's at, at, we would think it's rare, but maybe those are just his best two events. So the 200 just isn't um, as good of a fit for him as the quarter. I think it'd be awesome. I hope he goes for it. I hope he runs the quarter at USA's, and then we can talk about this more. I I, I hope so as well. You did a great job breaking it down. I won't really add any follow-up, but I do like the way Fred Curley's hinting at it, giving us great content to react to. And one four double would be fun. And then he gets the four by one, four by four. It's gonna be a Fred Curley show. Yeah, and people are mentioning um And it's kind of wild that if he can still maintain four hundred meter strength, but still train to be the best hundred meter guy in the world, that's yeah. also ridiculous. Like we're also taking for granted like that he still has a 400-meter endurance. Sure. And that's why I think that that 300 was showing us, too. Yeah. It just all – it all seems to – Do we know what he ran that 300 in? 
I didn't time it. I guess that would have been the next level of, of timing it. Um, you didn't do your research? I didn't do my research on that one. But like you mentioned Felix, yeah, in her career, she ran the one before Shrika Jackson, in her career. Never those, at the same time. Those are rarities. Just the fact that people touch both those distances in the same career, never mind in the same meet. That just doesn't happen. Um, so I, I just think it's awesome. It reminds me of Stefan Hassan with the 15 and the, and the 10, being able to, to skip an event and still get a gold medal. I, do you, what, what do you think would be more impressive, winning a 15 10K double or 1-4 double? I, I think it's the 1-4. The 1-4. I mean, just the sheer volume of running is... Because at the end of the day, a 10K is kind of just becomes a kick. You just have to be able to hang around for the first. From a, skill, from a skill set perspective, it is interesting because, like, the one and the four, even though they're only 300 meters apart, seem like there's a so world much apart. different muscle yeah. groups and just like tactically. And, like, yeah, you need to, in order to be a great 100 meter runner, you need to have an amazing, you know, first 40 meters, first 30 meters, first start. Yeah. You don't need to be an amazing starter to win the 400. Like, mm -hmm. 400 meters, like, Wade Van Niekirk isn't winning or losing his race based off his reaction time. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So. Okay, well, something to keep an eye on. You know I like doubles, so I enjoyed Fred putting that stuff out there. Yeah, okay. check out his article. Great great work. Not, not my article, not Fred's yeah, article. Your, yeah, your, your article. <laughs> Fred provided all the All right, so we're going to do a new segment. Yeah, we're new almost segment out of time. Alert. It's called the – We got to go. Sorry, guys. World Rankings Corner <laughs> We're alert. out of time. World Rankings Corner Alert. So uh, we officially have all the world rankings for top 15 every event except for the marathon. Um Updated June June fifteenth. What's the update? What's the update? Because the update June seventeenth. June seventeenth is the update. Date matters. Okay. So we did world rankings. Now it's hard because you did world rankings. I did them. I, I worked hard on this. I'm very proud of them, and I will stand by them because they will change. They will change on a biweekly basis. How about a weekly basis? Maybe weekly. Well, there needs to be a lot of races. So I think. Maybe bi-weekly or weekly. It we says subjective here. Flowtrack's subjective. Gordon puts subjective in Yes, there. they're subjective. Of course. Uh, I mean, not, it's not objective, It's guys. not just your descending order list. That's boring. Yep. Here's the parameters. You had to have run a mark that was top 100 in the world. So therefore, Shelly and Fraser Price is not ranked. Elaine thompson Hurrah is not ranked. I don't think Shalane Thompson hurrah. Uh, Thompson. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> you did the thing that you said. Yeah, I, I don't think Shelly and Fraser Price is not a tip, top fifteen runner. But like, I have to be like, all right, you haven't run yet. It's June. Yeah, that's fine. I so get, I get that. People have who haven't run in the event. So Sydney McLaughlin is not ranked in the four hundred hurdles. A thing Mo is not ranked in the eight hundred. I also did not try to predict doubles. I said if you have a time. And I think you're good. I'm going to rank you. So I have Ry Benjamin ranked in the 400. Fair. He's probably not going to run the 400, but I'm going to rank him because he's run 44 low. And I'm not going to be like, well, technically you're going to do the 400. I'm not predicting nothing because we don't know if Femke Ball and Sydney and all the. I'm not trying to predict your event. Once you declare, then I'll remove you. But until then, I'm not predicting events and I'm not ranking people who haven't run yet, except for the 10K because no one runs the 10K. All right, do you want me to go event by event, or how do you want me to do this? I don't know. So I did the rankings, and I'm very proud of them, and that's that's the segment. <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> – See go, you next time, guys. See you next time. So, yeah, go over there. You can check them out. Uh, but, yeah, do oh, you wait, want – So you don't want any commentary? No, no we can do commentary. That, that, that was a joke. All right, look at the 100. Currently, Coleman, Omanyal, Lyles, Asinga, Lindsay, Austin, Blake. Okay. I, I, 
Sambine, also, Seville. I didn't do three per country. So like, yeah, I don't care about yeah. that. But it's like, what happened to Bromel? He doesn't exist anymore. Bromel hasn't run fast, man. He ran 10-0. Yeah, 10-0. Do you know how many people run 10-0 now? He got third in a diamond He's league. not even ranked in the top 100. Get, do I get a chance to talk? Well, I'm telling you. Yeah, do, you reason, do you know why Bromel's not ranked? Because you said he's not in the top 100. Because he doesn't have a top 100 mark. Yeah. I don't run a top hundred mark and he'll get ranked. He's he got, in the same category as Shelley and Fraser Price. He got third in a diamond league. He hasn't run he a top beat, hundred he mark. Be, he beats some of these people. He hasn't run a top hundred mark. I, I don't care. Make your that means your hundred mark thing is not a good parameter. I'm supposed to like look Kervon at the Charleston should be here. Oblique Seville at eleven is criminal. You should literally be put in jail. I might report you to the track authorities. That is ridiculous that Oblique Seville would be way down. <laughs> In eleven, that's crazy. I mean, you just you put all these college guys up here. They run Cortez and PJ Austin run well. I know, but it's just come on. Um, Someone's five got... in the top fifteen or NCAA's. Uh, women's hundred. You have Richardson, Tolu. You just like yeah. I'm gonna go fast. There's well, a lot you, of events. No, but you gotta like let's just like give me a little. Just like this sucks. This sucks. Give me at least a reason or something. No, you got number one right. You want compliments? I don't want compliments. I want like genuine like let's Charleston break it down should be in there he had, even if with the with the cutoff before he's got multiple nine nines and some awesome wins charleston should be the reason why charleston is not in there is because the most recent race that he ran i'm not even talking about which the most was recent june 17th i did the rank so look before that how his, many, his, look at this nine nine five nine his, nine one nine he, eight seven if that 990 you got second in the LA Grand Prix behind Akeem no, Blank. Here's the thing. For 100 meter times, I take into account the wind. <laughs> so I don't just look at wind legal shit. I take, into account, <laughs> I take into account the wind. You said that so seriously. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. For the 100 meter times, I take into account, and then you pause for a second, <laughs> the wind. <laughs> yes, but like... I don't care about the win. Charleston's I do. top 10. Sorry, he's top 10. Akeem, uh, he, Seville is He'll higher. be top 10. He'll be top 15 probably in the next ranking because his 990 with point nine win was not ranked. Where's Tobogo? Tobogo's ranked in the 200. He's not ranked in the 100. Yeah, okay. Uh, 100. <laughs> I think you, using your parameters, I think top five, I would have in a slightly different order, but you have Richardson, you have Tulu, this is the women's hunter, Julian Alfred, Shrika Jackson, Leah Hobbs. You have Shanti Jackson way up in sixth. Tamari Davis. This is it's just weird to rank the hundred because the two big names aren't there. So I'll we can move to the two. Should you give me a pass on the thing, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Two hundred Lyles, Knight, and Benaric Curly had said he may not run. Oregon on Wazarike. Yeah, I think Tobogo should be way higher in this one. Women's two, Jackson, Alfred, Mackenzie Long. Remember, this is an audio podcast as well, so people, it's, it's kind of hard to like follow what you're They just, can like, listen. They're just still, they're so still trying to figure out your win thing. <laughs> okay, this is fine. I don't know. This, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, hurdles, Holloway one. Izumiya, second of Japan, ahead of Broadbell and Tinch. Devin Allen, you have in seventh. Cunningham in eighth. What happened to Hansel Parchment? We're just not 12th? All right. No respect for him. Well, Macho so, Quinn, so it's one. what are we in Tokyo 2021 still? Come on, no, he's, he's still good. Uh, we did the two 400. Sorry, I'm making this really hard on you, Tyler. But yeah, this is just, just... I'm trying to find a ranking that's like, <laughs> all right, hold on, you're 400. Well, no, Simon Conga and Van Nieker because you did the did you do this after Oslo when Van Nieker beat him or maybe right at the same time? Right, know, yeah. whatever. So okay. there's a little bit of like, so this one's all screwed up then too. All it's right. not all screwed up. Like, okay, guys, the difference between, if I write someone one versus two, me. or men and women, one versus two, and they finish two versus one, like that's still a good ranking. Just You can't get upset about one over two, two, ver come on. I'm trying my best here. 
I ranked thousands of athletes. There's like 50 events, top 15 in every event. It yeah. was all right. A lot like I'm gonna pick. One I was mo- breaking down the men's javelin. Thing I'm gonna I'm gonna pick at like 2 a.m. this weekend. Or not. What were you doing? This is the thing. You always you make these things, and then I offer critiques, and then all of a sudden you just your defense always like. But I tried hard. <laughs> well, I did. I was up till three a.m. I did try hard. I'm looking. I'll do one more. Five k. I'm gonna get like the Jakob Kajelka women's Kiblima. hammer throw perfect. You're gonna not give me any credit. No, for screenshot it. it. This is good. All right, check out the rankings. Gordon did them. <laughs> They're subjective. They're subjective. Let's they... go back. I want to go back to the poll from earlier to see if people voted okay the asinga versus burn bomb but oh oh wow. we did it we well, did it still only 49 votes <laughs> we guys, got eight people on. to go in it's barely hanging on by a thread <laughs> the uh the link is in the, in the it's chat, in the chat correct? i, or, so, I, I so put it in the chat it. but Scroll yeah up. you gotta sing i guess doesn't matter we went by one we went by one it's still a win. a win yeah Vin exactly. style. so asinga with the Corey's probably seeing the metrics just, just like what's what, going on what happened it at that flow check podcast. Twelve twenty seven. Eight more votes. That's crazy. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to defend? Or? No, check out the rankings. We're gonna update them on a weekly or bi weekly prices. Can you weekly? Well middle of the meet. Middle of the meet. Uh US rankings are up. Where do I have Charleston ranking my US rankings? I don't even also, know. Also, US rankings will not always follow the world rankings. So there may be times <laughs> where I have a US athlete ranked lower in the world than I do have them in the US. Like, I'll have him switch. Like, Cravon Charleston, where do I have him ranked in the U.S.? I'm su- or you probably don't have him ranked, the disrespect. There you go. I have him fifth. But he's... Okay. Like, I have him above Courtney Lindsay. And so why? Austin. Why would he be- Well, when was he done? Scroll up. What was the date of these rankings? June 13th. Oh, so you're just saying that they're not... Yeah, it's a change. It's flexible. Yeah, he should be there. Yes. He should be in the top I'm team. a big Cravon Charleston fan. He's going to be on the 4 by one well, not if he's not in the top 15 of the – like, if you have behind six Americans, he's not going to. Things will change. He ran 990 with the wind at that certain time. So we'll update, oh, yeah. adjust guys, accordingly. Guys, guys, guys. Here's the thing with 100. I factor in. We got – The wind. I mean – I'm sorry. But so you adjust all the times to wind? Yeah. Every single one. <laughs> so I know the diff- – I'm able to rank the different tr- – say – 10 people all run 990 and they all have different I think wind readings. How much I look- rank them to according to the wind. So if you how- run 990 into into a headwind point I underst- one. I understand how wind works. You don't need to explain to me. What I don't understand is do you look at head-to-head at all? I look at head-to-head at the at world championship stage. Oh. No, because head-to-head means nothing in regular season. You know It means everything. No, it doesn't. That's the ultimate because you're correcting all these times for wind because you want to see how they would do against each other in even conditions and that's literally what a head-to-head but you is you know that athletes don't treat regular season meets as life or death well they sh- so when they lose you shouldn't take it it's like when we see cross-country runners lose it's at nutty comb you don't go, be like oh looks like they're, they're not literally good. jogging they're not jogging in this they're they are up. jogging no, they're not 99 percent of people who are showing up to diamond leagues are going all out. They may not be. They're not peaking for it. It's not the best effort. Yes, it is their best. That's jogging. Not the best effort is jogging. No, it's not, dude. There's two different things. Jogging is jogging. This is they're giving their best effort now. Well, best effort they're based on their gonna, training. Like they're all going to improve. Curly's trying to peak in August, so he's not going to try to run fast. I mean, Bromel and, beat Simbine in in Florence. Was Simbine jogging? That's why he gets the mark ahead of him. He beat Bracy. Yeah, but no one was jogging in that race. Like point out someone who's jogging in diamond league 100 i would love to see it 
It's not about, okay, you're taking the word jogging a little too literally. I'm not actually saying they're getting up, standing, and waving to the crowd and jogging. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, though, these athletes, when they enter these diamond leagues, they're going for the appearance fee. They're no, going for. No, they're not. Not all. They want the appearance fee, yeah, but they also want to win and get money for winning, and they want to run. Yeah, they fast want to win, to but they bonuses. also don't prioritize the win. They're not showing up and just getting smoked for no Every, reason. You, you I agree. That- any professional athlete, they would rather get third in every regular season meet if it meant winning the world championship. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. You can still go hard in the regular season and want to win. Yeah, you can. And some people do go hard. But guess what? A lot of these athletes aren't going hard. You're mistaking effort for outcome. That's what you're doing. You're saying because they're not running 9-8 now or because they're not running 10-7 now. I'm just saying. They're not going hard. They're going hard for now. Okay, okay. And then you compare them against no. other people who are going hard oh, for now. No, no, and it's okay. an apples to apples so comparison. If, if in the NBA, if the basketball team goes 10-0 in the preseason, are they the best team? Not in the preseason, in the regular season. This is, preseason. Reg- no, this, this is preseason. This is regular season. It's not. This is preseason. This is the regular season. The isn't, regular season is the first and second round at Worlds. It isn't ultimately determinative. The regu- No, it's not the first and second round. That's like the first game one and game two. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it gives pre-season. you a good idea. We're still in preseason. Case in point. There's no such thing as a regular season in track. Some regular season matters. It gives us a good indication when guys are going hard. Now, if people are missing and absent, you take that into account. Let's use an NBA example. For example, the Philadelphia 76ers. I just picked a team at random. What place did they finish in the regular season in the East? Third. Third, okay. And in the second round, they played against a team that got was what place in the East? Second. And that was the Boston Celtics. Okay. So did that give a good indication of who would win the playoff series? What about why are yes. we talking about All the right. Milwaukee well, Bucks and Miami Heat, the <laughs> well, one and eight seed? There are some exceptions yes. to the rule. I'm You're just right. saying that these athletes, we call the regular season, but at the end of the day, their season starts when they get off the plane in Budapest. No, dude. They're that's when the season up. starts because that's the only thing you're they're not, judged on. They're not messing around running 9-9. Nine, nine. I don't know They why are messing around and running 9-9. Nine, nine. They're not that Fred good. Fred Kelly was quoted saying he's messing around running 9-9. Nine, nine. He's celebrating he early was asked, sometimes. He was asked, why aren't you running faster? He's like, why do I need to run fast now? I need to run fast when it matters. He is August. running. He is running fast now. The guy just wants him to run nine sevens because he's and not he looking. probably could. Curly could run nine seven, but he chooses not to because he knows he's got to. At what point in the race do you think he's like? I could run nine seven, but I'm not going to. I don't think you. You don't understand. Like they're going hard for now. He may shut it down a meter too early to put his hand up to celebrate. But by and large, the people on these lists that you're ranking by not going hard. I'm winning. talking about like the training. They're That's not going hard nine... in the training. Like they are... they're not getting their bodies to be in their perfect form. I can't. They do don't want to be anymore. perfect in June. They don't want to be perfect in July. They want to be perfect Again, in August. Right. And you're comparing them against other people who are on a similar trajectory because they're also not peaking yes, for now. Yes, but like two people who aren't peaking. I want, I want to figure out what they are where they're both peaking, not when they're both not peaking. And the way you do that is by the wind. No. <laughs> This has been the worst. All right, like and subscribe. Thanks to Tyler. Oh, next week we're going to be on a different channel, right? Oh, yes. Main Flow Track channel next we time. We are we're leaving this. This is the last podcast on this channel? Yes, as far as I know. As far as we know, the plan is go over to Flow Track's YouTube channel. Subscribe to that one. Subscribe to that one. We are no longer going to be doing Gordon's the rankings podcast. rankings are no longer allowed on this channel on YouTube. <laughs> we're no longer going to be doing the podcast on this channel. We're going to be uh, transferring all of our videos from this channel. To the main flow check channel still going live at the same time don't worry you'll have the archive though so if you want to bring up yeah any of we're not deleting any takes. videos uh but we're going to start doing this podcast live on the flow track youtube channel not the flow track podcast channel same team or same time though same time yeah. everything's the same but just no longer on this channel so go subscribe to flow track and uh yeah we'll see you over there this time yeah
Uh, enjoy enjoy week and weekend New York City Grand Prix, and we'll be back uh, next Monday, twelve thirty on the Flow Track page. Thanks like and subscribe the other channel, Flow Track's channel, not this channel anymore. Yeah, go to the other one. Go to the other one. Yeah, and try to figure out Gordon's logic because I can't. Anyway, we'll see you. Peace.